received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Featuring Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Fight enthusiasts from every corner of the globe, welcome. This is the Gamble Bout Business Podcast, and it's the Las Vegas 60 edition, Sandhagen versus Yadom. Item one. As always, 17 various countries have fight fans, and we know this because you're listening to us, and we are so flattered and grateful. Thank you so much. Last week's business, two and four, minus 1.05. Year to date, we stand 87 and 99, plus 4.58 units, 3% ROI. That's okay but it bears improving. That's what we're here to do today. Before we start with round one, let's just review our futures working. Two released futures have been made into this card. We'll get into them during the round. October 22nd, we have the longstanding Sean Brady, minus 120 bet working. He's now up to 145 as well, Dubronx. From plus 195, he's plus 135. It pays to listen and pay attention to Twitter to try and take advantage of some of these early positions only for CLB. We're trying to get the best of the number. October 1, we have a future release as well, and that's Mackenzie Dern, minus 205. She's already grown to minus 210. Those are our futures. Now let's move in to round one. Round one. In one of the earlier fights on the prelims, bantamweight division, Tony Gravely, 23-7 and against Javid Bashrat, 12-0. Prospect from Afghanistan, whose brother fought on the Contender Series just the other night, Bashrat, open minus 165 against Gravely, plus 140. Bashrat is a fast, lean, strong, ground specialist. Bashrat is fast. He's lean. He loves the ground. He loves to grapple. And his striking is very effective. Gravely, well-rounded, and probably has more experience in the UFC, except that every chance he gets to step up, he falls down. Javid Bashrat, three years the younger man, four inches the taller man. Open minus 165, total in the fight, two and a half, pick them. In this fight, I think that it's going to be Bashrat early, Bashrat long, and Bashrat in dominant fashion. I think to an extent, Gravely's been given to this young prospect to make him look good. That's why early in the week, we saw Bashrat, who dipped down to minus 150. That's a very good price 
on Javid Bashrat, even though we haven't seen much of him. Round one, Javid Bashrat was released September 14th, minus 150. Currently, he's 165. If you're late, that's unfortunate. However, he still offers great value at minus 165. Round one, Javid Bashrat, minus 150. Now let's move into round two. Round two, the ladies at flyweight Maria Agapova, who is as nutty as they come, against Jillian Robertson, a Canadian fighter who has recently decided to really dedicate herself, commit to one gym, and get to work. And I think that's going to have great benefits for her. I think between the level of competition Robertson's been in with, the new gym and her experience, she has great advantage over Agapova, a gal that's mean as a junkyard dog, and she's scrappy striking-wise, but really doesn't have a lot of grappling or ground skills. Her level of competition probably leaves a little bit to be desired as well. Robertson opened a pick'em in this fight. She's now minus 145. I don't think we're going to go that route here. Understanding some unusual movement in the totals, Agapova and Robertson opened two and a half under minus 155. Two and a half rounds is typical for ladies' fights. Under being a favorite is very unusual. They're usually minus 300 to the over. So something's up there. Now the line go to DraftKings or Circa or Westgate in Vegas, is one and a half over minus 165. So there's been some something going on to make people think this fight's going to end before the 15-minute mark, and I happen to agree. Robertson, rather than as a favorite, inside the distance, half a unit plus 130. That's round two. Let's move into round three. Round three. Now what we're going to do is go to the main event of the prelims, featherweight fight, that is maybe the most well-matched fight of the whole card. Damon Jackson, 21-4-1 against Pat Sabatini, 17-3. We know about Jackson. He's gritty. He's grindy. He's really well-rounded. He's a little bit older, three years, but he has some wear and tear. He also has some physical advantages, being two inches taller with an inch reach advantage. Jackson's pretty well-rounded. Sabatini, younger, much more athletic. He's the quicker of the two fighters. He's the stronger of the two fighters. And he's got a solid foundation in wrestling. Sabatini, I believe, at the open of minus 205 against Jackson plus 175, was fairly priced. The over-under, two and a half, minus 220 to the over, I think was a fair reflection of how competitive this fight's going to be. Jackson is no slouch. But make no mistake about it, this Stabatini, he's not a Russian vice grip. He's a Philadelphia vice grip. And he's going to come and get Jackson to the floor and impose his wrestling upon him. Sabatini opened minus 205. Today, he's minus 180. That's an absolute buy on a young up-and-comer I'm really high on. Rarely do we release a favorite. Round three, Sabatini, minus 180. Now let's move into round four. 
round four. I'm going to give us a parlay now. And we're again in that main card. I really like that heavyweight fight between Tanner Bozer and Rodrigo Nascimento. Nascimento is young, developing, 8-1. and one. He's big, he's strong, he's developing his striking, and he's a sub-maniac. Bozer is really, I think, one of the most underrated fighters on the card. Never been subbed. Striker primarily. Great movement. Speed, conditioning. This guy fought Cyril Gan to a competitive decision. He's had a couple of trip-ups leading into this, which has caused the market apparently to overlook him. I would warn you that when you look at these two guys in the octagon, remember one thing. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight and the dog. Tanner Bozer went from opening minus 220 to minus 170 today. That's an absolute buy. Now, I don't want to get too hung up on taking all these chalks today. So let's just take Tanner Bozer, minus 170, and match him with Corey Sandhagen in the main event. The main event, to me, is a mismatch in terms of skill and experience. Yadong has 11 fights in the UFC, 10 and 1, arguably should be 9 and 2. That said, at 24 years old, he's still young, has a lot to learn, hasn't been in a five-round main event fight yet. Sandhagen has all that plus experience and level of competition face. A parlay between Bozer, minus 170, and Sandhagen, where you can find anywhere from minus 170 to minus 190. For our purposes of the parlay, we'll use minus 180. That parlay, Bozer to Sandhagen, is plus 147. Now let's move into round five. Round five. Holy smokes. Middleweights. Greg Rodriguez, Robocop, against Chidi Nakawani, who's Chidi Bang Bang. That's an understatement for this guy. These two guys are really going to get it on. And I'm afraid it's going to be an all-out stand-up war. And I'll explain why I'm afraid of that. In the Chidi Nakawani corner, please excuse pronunciation. That fight opened Rodriguez minus 115, Chidi minus 105. And two, three weeks ago, I released Rodriguez here on the Bout Business Podcast minus 110 thinking that by the time today rolled around, he would be minus 120, maybe minus 125. And the reason I thought that is because Rodriguez, as big and strong as he is and as effective as his striking is, he is highly decorated in BJJ and grappling. He hasn't shown it, but it's there. He has world-class effectiveness on the ground. On the other corner, Chidi Nakuani is probably the faster fighter. He's the more explosive fighter. He enters this fight on tremendous momentum, though the two UFC fighters he has beaten are really only journeyman level. Rodriguez and Nokiwani is going to be one heck of a war, but if Greg Rodriguez uses IQ and inflicts his BJJ on Chidi, and gets this fight to the ground. This is Greg Rodriguez's fight. If the fight stays on the feet, 
and it will in the first round. Hold your breath because Rodriguez is going to have to weather a furious Nakawani storm. But if this fight gets into round two and Rodriguez, with his more deliberate style, can force Nakawani to have to work and effort, wrestle, get up, he'll sap the will from it. Round five, Greg Rodriguez released a few weeks ago, minus 110. Those who didn't jump him then can get him today at plus 100, an even better bargain. Thank you for listening. And the last line of business is please listeners, take a second to like, rate, and subscribe to the Bout Business Podcast, however you are listening. Locked into Gamblue's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind the scenes access to the world of MMA. All the the best sports betting podcast on the board look no further than greenrollmedia.com each and every weekend greenroll's covering the nfl college football and mma better than anyone bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in las vegas that's greenrollmedia.com greenrollmedia.com home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network